Let's face it, the virus has changed us. We all want to get back to life, back to normal, a not-so-long-ago time when we could enjoy each other's company. We could hug, hold hands, sing, and just be together. That's why we made the Phaser mRNA genetic-based therapy and subsequent boosters. It doesn't stop you from spreading the virus, nor does it prevent you from contracting the virus. And it may or may not lessen the effect of the virus once contracted, but it makes you feel good about yourself. And it lifts you into a higher social class, even if it's only a state of mind. The rare but possible side effects from taking the Phaser mRNA genetic-based therapy during this clinical trial include but are not limited to rapid heartbeat, difficulty breathing, wheezing, respiratory distress, swelling of the throat, dizziness, generalized rash, hives, damage to nerve cells, muscle weakness, paralysis, clinical depression, infertility, miscarriage, anaphylaxis, thrombosis, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, and in very rare cases, death. But hey, you'll get to carry around a cool vaccination card that can get you into businesses where you can wear your mask and social distance with other possible virus carriers and spreaders. Here's to living. Here's to phaser mRNA genetic-based therapy. Wall Street and biotechnology companies have been very excited about this idea. And what essentially it is, is trying to pack the cells in the body in order to make them into drug factories. Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Friday, May 20th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. Focus show, of course, it'll be talking about what's been circulating everywhere today. And this is the monkeypox conversation. You'll remember that we've talked about this, right? We actually had this conversation when it was put back in our minds or pushed into our minds in 2021. You'll find a lot of weird similarities as this pops up and goes away and pops up and goes away. And vaccines are talked about, even though it's been eradicated, well, we're talking about smallpox, but aren't they kind of the same thing? Well, nobody gets to know because you just get to do what you're told today, right? That's what health means, following what authorities tell you when they're wrong about health all the time, right? Welcome to the clown world that we live in. Now, we're going to focus on monkeypox specifically, but I have a couple of other points I want to go over in the beginning real quickly, like a just a that show you where these things will be leading, especially in regard to the Buffalo shooting, let's say. Regardless of what you think about it, this is what I always say about the ones of the past. Plenty of thoughts on it. I shared my video. I did a video on it. You can watch it for yourself. But regardless of what you think that was, real, organic, fake, hoax, illusion, whatever, all the possibilities in the world, it is still being used against you, regardless. And they're now talking about censoring, oh, exactly like we predicted, live streams. Which is nothing new, by the way. I remember when Brian Richmond, way back in the day, was trying to cover one of these shooters and was shut down in real time while he was driving on the street trying to find him to get some film. 
I mean, this has been happening for a long time, but they've been building the momentum to be able to justify why they would stop, you know, free speech when they scream about free speech, but it's not free speech when they censor speech. But we'll go over those points to start with today. But monkeypox being the focus, of course, and going over some of the information. Now, it won't be as deep as we typically do on this show. It's going to be deeper than most, I would argue. But today's been a little bit of a tough one for me. And I wanted to shout, shout, start out from the beginning to let you guys know what's going on, because this is most likely going to have an effect on my timing and how often I do the show in the near future. Just right out of the gate, hear me to know that I will never stop doing this. If I'm not doing this and you never hear from me again and that ever happens in the future, you, you can you can theorize about why, but it won't be because I just decided to stop doing this. That's just not in my DNA. But my point being is that there are, are things in my life that are going to cause me to take a step back here coming up soon. And unfortunately, today I was at the emergency room with my with my dog, which many of you know, my dog is my family. I'm, and hope, you know, that anybody with a heart seems to understand that, I would argue, not to discount people that don't like animals, but I find that to be strange. But uh, it's it's a tough thing for me, and it's been a hard day. And I had a lot of stuff I was going to do today that I'm going to do tomorrow. Bottom line, guys, is that this is going to come in the near future, the very near future. It's not something that can be dealt with. She's just getting older. And when that happens, it's going to be a tough time for me. And I'm and I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to be here every day like I was or am now, but it's just gonna be a period of time when it passes, I'll be here. And I probably who knows, maybe I won't. Maybe I like I said in my Discord today, the only thing I'll be able to hold on to will be this, and I'll dive into it and put my head down. Maybe we'll see. But my point is just heads up, there'll probably be some intermittent recording in the near future. That being said, let's jump into this and start off with the Shout to where I got that opening clip, by the way. And I do take issue with the super rare death comment just because I don't agree with that. I think that's the opposite of what the reality is. But nonetheless, even that discussion is its just everything they list off in there is pretty much what the narrative is. But you don't hear it all like that, that it can cause this and it can cause anaphylaxis and it can cause strokes and heart attacks. And, and why you would do that, I have no idea when this is less than the flu for the vast, vast majority of people, not even to mention children that are basically non you know, I could go off and on forever. The point was to stop, start with that to show you how ridiculous we are, the position we're in right now with the, whatever COVID-19 was. Injections and treatments and pandemic treaties and digital IDs and vaccine passports, all the fake news of 2020 is literally being jammed in your face as you're too stupid to know why we need this, <laughs> except it was fake like 30 seconds ago, right? The point is we see where this goes and you see how fast it builds. So when we get into the monkeypox conversation, I'm not trying to say I know where this is going. I've seen things pop up left and right since COVID was tapering down or if it was ever really there to begin with. The point, though, is that they've floated these things. I'll show you that when we get into this monkeypox in 2021 saying, look at these. We saw cases over here. And then it kind of went away. And I, that, that's what I said back then. You know, 2.0, is it happening again? And I'll show you that. So the question is, why? If it does happen, would that be happening now? And could this have all the trappings of the next COVID-19 illusion? And that, again, doesn't have to mean that there's not something there. Well, monkeypox apparently exists, you know, historically with what we think we know. And that is if you believe the viruses exist to begin with, there's so many caveats today. My point is within their narrative, we know it's a thing that's been there. So we're told. So my point is when it pops up now, does it have all the things, the, the accoutrement that they would need to make that look like the kind of thing we saw with COVID-19? I mean, I'm thinking illusion when I say that. PCR test and all the stuff we talked about. My opinion, right out of the gate, yes. I think it's a, a slam dunk in regard to taking something that could be used to lie to people with, manipulate. 
is it smallpox? Is it chickenpox? Is it, is it, is it COVID-19? Is it the flu? Who knows? There's so many things that overlap. It becomes really easy to make this happen. Now, of course, I'm not getting into the actual pox. That's one of the obvious differences with what we're talking about. That's not discussed between chicken pox and smallpox, monkey pox and smallpox. That's the point that I'm really making is that apparently people question whether they're even different, whether they're actually three different things. We'll get into that briefly. But the interesting part about it is that there's a plenty here to be able to lie about, use, be subjective, hypothetical. We don't know. It could get worse. Children. What about the children? And we see where it goes. We're 30 steps down the road before we even realize what's actually happening. And that seems to be where we're on the precipice of right now. Just like we saw with COVID-19. All the beginnings of COVID are happening right now. Doesn't mean it's going to blow into like we did with COVID-19. But with the WHO having meetings and everything, it's alarming, which is why I felt the need to jump into this today. That all being said, I wanted to give a couple quick shout outs. Monkey pox being the focus point, focal point of the 90% of this show. Just heads up really quickly. Great talk with Sam Tripoli. Really enjoyed this conversation. And of course, as many of you know, we get we get into some pretty off, off the rail topics. Many of you know why I said that is because we, I've talked about a lot of stuff on this platform. We used to have a whole show that centered around just discussing different conspiracy theories. I've always loved that. Not because I'm buying everything that I'm told, as they want to frame us as, but because I love considering possibilities, you know, questioning everything. And it's weird how so many of those fake news conspiracy theories are literally like textbook information today. My point, though, is we get into some really interesting abstract conversations that I really enjoy getting into that people tend to just dismiss or people tend to be afraid to talk about because they don't want to be labeled conspiracy of usually those straddling the mainstream independent line. But this was more so about fortifying yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually, most importantly, against what's being built around you, in front of you, the building blocks for your future that you don't have a say on. We need to steal ourselves, steal as in like a you know culinary term, sharpen your knife, your knife as in the physical, mentally, spiritual knife skills that you need to be prepared for these things. A little bit of a cook analogy there, but it's so very important to be prepared because it's not just about physical. It's not just about fighting what they're trying to put in your arm. It's about being mentally sound, prepared and spiritually ready for Maybe what you think they're doing to us, which I do agree with, or maybe just what they think they're doing to us. If that doesn't make sense to you, watch the show, because it's really important to understand that there's some things that people call conspiracy theory. Maybe they are, but there's people in power that believe those things, even if they're not real. And that guides what they're trying to do to you. Any case, very interesting conversation. It's important to where we are. And then, of course, just because it doesn't matter, apparently, because nobody cares about the law or life or sovereignty or all these things we scream about when it happens in Damascus or Syria or any other place that we're not supposed to talk about. I just showed you Richard Medhurst's tweet, Richard Medhurst's tweet, but you should look into it for yourself. It is real. It did happen. Israeli occupation just bombed Damascus's international airport. Right. You know, sort of like when Trump can just assassinate somebody literally inside international airport. Nobody cares. He's a bad guy, right? These people are off the rails, guys. And if you don't think that applies to what they're doing to you, you're not paying attention. That goes for Israel, the United States, or any of these groups that are involved with what's happening right now. This is just one of the things being carried out outside the, you know, in the peripheral that nobody wants to point at. There's nothing about that that is legal at all. Nothing. Not even a word. You know, if you search for Israel bombs Damascus airport, you won't even get something that pops up. You have to alter the searches to search the 20, the last 24 hours, and then you might get one four pages down. It's ridiculous how this is being censored, and that shows you everything. 
But meanwhile, we get an allegation about something happening in Ukraine. We don't get any evidence. We hear neo-Nazi mayors of different groups saying we have this happening. Oh, but then we didn't have any evidence. And then every outlet for three days says that's what they said. That's where we are. That's disgusting. Even, by the way, if that Ukraine person is true. The point is they didn't know that. and They still don't know that. They said he said that because it goes along with their narrative. This is verifiable. You can see the explosions. You can see what's happening. Nothing. It really does bother me, as I'm sure you can tell. Now, the last point before we jump into monkeypox here, guys, is that this is a really obvious transition, or I guess the the logical conclusion to what they're doing, at least in one part. Obviously, this ties into the larger ISIS, the whole white supremacy rising threat, you know, all this stuff that we've talked about. But we, this is the, the show that I did. If you'd like to look into this, showing him wearing the same symbol they see on the Ukrainian heroes and the shooter from New Zealand and, you know, the neo-Nazi symbol that they all share because that's what it is. And that's what they talk about, except when it's in Ukraine, you don't understand what you're talking about. Fake news. But Buffalo Shooter linked to the Azov movement as the clumsy vanilla ice agenda stumbles forward. The point is, this is what we're now seeing as discussion around that. I was going to play this, but I'm just going to skip past it. You guys can watch it for yourselves. <coughs> Excuse me. Need for live streams to be regulated, says Why on News. This is talking about the Buffalo shooter. Now, the point was, I'll just kind of skim real quick. The horror of live stream carnage, text hard lessons for mass shootings. The whole point is, oops, as they go through this, you can see just the lower thirds. Oh, hold on. I hit the wrong. I went forward one. These days, here we, here we go. Just to show you the lower thirds for those on the podcast, it says the horrors of live stream carnage, which, by the way, now, which is horrible, right? But ask yourself why it's any less or more horrible than the news showing you graphic pictures of things that happen in war, which they do all the time. You see, I mean, yes, the, the, the context is horrifically, well, I mean, that's all, it's all bad. It's all disgusting and it's all horrible. My point though, is that it's interesting that they're focusing on specific kinds of violence that they don't want. They only want you to see the things that they want you to see in their context. Isn't it important that we understand what happened? If you would like to be able to see it, which I don't know why you really would, unless you're an investigator or so on, but it's called freedom, right? Hard text, text, hard lessons from mass killings. Now, by the way, on that point, I'm not saying that it should be just something that's just clumsily handed out to everybody, but if it's out there and it is public because of whatever reason, because somebody released it, it's public information. At that point, you do not have the right to step in and dictate what you're allowed to see in the public sphere just because they don't like that you see violence. I mean, what does that even mean? Violence is a regular part of life, because, especially when the U.S. government's involved. You see what I mean? So it's really interesting that they just don't want these things to be seen in certain contexts. Hard lessons from mass killing. Stream was taken down two minutes after gunshots, as if that's bad. That's incredible to think about. Two minutes. Gone. And they're upset. They're, oh, that's not fast enough. So what do they need? Well, that's the obvious conclusion. Of course, pointing to the Christ shooter, shooter who is also connected to the Oz of Battalion. But don't talk about that because it ties right back to the CIA and what the U.S. government's doing over there. That's fake news, though, because we don't want to realize who's building this against you. Need for live streams to be regulated. Right. So can, we can't wait two whole minutes to take this thing down. We need to be able to like cut it like a TV broadcast. And that's exactly the point, because these people are not what they pretend they are. They're, if, they're, if they're dictating content, they are not what they say they are. This is the incredible, obvious part about this. Anyway, long, long, short point long, they're using this to try to continue to regulate not just your videos, but co live stream content, which we've already seen happen. We've seen videos taken down midstream for my shows. 
So isn't it's already happening? We're just they just pretend like that's not there because I'm not large enough, apparently, for it to matter to the other larger people that might make it a big problem for YouTube. So I scream about it and it screams into the wind, and nobody cares because we're conspiracy theorists and in the corner, right? Well, maybe somebody will talk about it and get this in the right people's faces, but the bottom line is it's coming your way. Now, here is Twitter doing something else as well. This close TV reports on Gab. Twitter to put warnings on tweets that its staff classify as misinformation. Now, is that Elon staff? Is that the staff they're about to leave and they're trying to burn it all down? It's like, it's so convoluted now. At what point are we at? If it's good, Elon's there. If it's not, they're still doing things. I think it's all up in the air and I don't really think it's any different. But the social media giant says it will verify through multiple credible sources, which is typically like, you know, Atlantic Council and the government, basically. The government's going to decide what they decide is valid or misinformation. While Biden literally gets caught blatantly lying and they go, no, 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 we were only, we, we misstated the fact. Oh, you mean you got it wrong? You mean you misinformed them? No, no, no. We said the right thing. We just misstated the right thing. <laughs> ah, okay. You guys are ridiculous. The bottom line is it's only misinformation when you say something they don't want you to say, even if it's true. They can blatantly lie and it's still not misinformation. If you didn't see that story, they basically lied about whether or not the vaccine was available during Biden's administration. And they were literally forced to come back on Twitter and be like, we were wrong. But they didn't say that. They said they misstated the fact. Well, it either was available or it wasn't. It's pretty cut and dry, but not to them. The bottom line is they're going to use these sources to determine if something is true or false. So they get to set themselves as the arbiters of truth. That's the little, this is the ministry of truth, guys. It's directly from 1984. They might as well call it that. Then they're going to say, well, we don't think that's true. And because we're the sources that get to decide and we're credible because we said so, we're going to stop. But here's the thing, though. You know why they're doing this, in my opinion? Which is still the same thing. It'll get dramatically less reach. It won't show up in feeds. It's basically censorship. But what they want is to be able to preserve it behind this little window because they think they want you to think that they're taking notes. They don't need to take notes. They don't need to catalog who says what or who didn't say the right thing. It's all on the, it's all documented. There is algorithms and AI documenting this stuff in real time everywhere. How do you think they sell your data? The point is they want you to feel threatened by this. So you go, oh no. So maybe I shouldn't say something next time because now they're, it's, I'll read this for the podcast. It says this tweet violated the Twitter rules on sharing false or misleading info that might bring harm to crisis affected populations. Well, that's really specific. <laughs> so basically you're saying something true about Ukraine that we don't want people to know about or whatever that's supposed to mean, but it's very specific, but it says, however, to preserve this content for accountability purposes, Twitter has determined this tweet should remain available. Right. So you have to click past the view button, past the warning and no reach, no show. It's, it's censorship, but they want you to think you're being cataloged. Uh Oh, accountability. Did you count? Did you keep a ta- catalog of the Biden tweets or the Trump tweets or anybody in the government? that left? No. Isn't that, what about the Aza Battalion tweet where they were literally saying, we're going to dip these in pig fat so we can send Muslims to hell. Right? Nope. No, that's a, you know, they, they have a little thing that says, no, we, wanted to keep this up. It's interesting, isn't it? Bottom line, I could talk about this forever. It's all leading to more censorship under the justification they're keeping you safe from bad things. We don't want you to feel sad or negative or or unhappy or or threatened. So guess what? We're going to remove it all. We're only going to show you what we want to show you, which will make you sad and unhappy and threatened, but in a different good way for government and freedom. (laughs) Right? That's the truth right there. They're pretending to hide and keep you safe, but their things don't keep you safe. Those things keep, they, they're, they're the reason that, that even the allegations of terrorism are in front of you. The reality is government, as I've always said, just bring another layer, in fact, more danger to your life. It's impossible to remove danger from your life. It's part of life. 
the illusion of that removal, that danger is what they want you to believe in while they bring danger and threats to your life. I couldn't say that enough, but bringing this over into, oh, you know what? I forgot about one other point I wanted to make. I'm glad I included this actually. Sorry, not one more point before we get into monkey box in 20 minutes. Okay, it's not terrible, but this is uh, shared shared with me by by Doom in the chat. And I just can't believe how obvious this stuff is, guys. And this is what breaks my heart that this is, this is, I mean, I'll, I'll make the points next about Yemen and everything else. Think about how hypocritical and just insulting this is to pretend like other people blockading food flow into the country is a crazy human rights violation, which it is while they're doing that in Yemen. But, oh, or do it for freedom or because, well, here's why it's a loophole. It doesn't matter. They're doing the same damn thing. And by the way, that's not even what's happening in Ukraine. But let's get into it. Telegraph World News. Mountains of grain. And don't miss how this is obviously meant to be like Putin's the reason you're all suffering. Putin's the reason there's a supply crisis everywhere about every product anywhere in the world. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything across the board. I mean, it's just ridiculous to pretend that. I'll make that point in a second. Mountains of grain left to rot as Vladimir Putin blackmails the world. Okay, even if this was the case and that they were just intentionally making sure this grain didn't leave, are we really going to pretend that that's the world? That this one action in one country, yes, it's important in this flow, but this one place, what about the burning wheat fields in Syria? Oh, we don't talk about that though, right? Nope, nope, doesn't count. Only this one and only this case. And he's blackmailing the world. But is there another part to this? Could there be a reason why this stuff can't leave the port? Gee, I wonder, do you think Telegraph decided to dive into that journalistically important point? Of course not. The Kremlin's blockade of Ukrainian ports is crippling the world's food production. Yeah, just Ukraine and just this one location as shipping containers sit loaded with immovable crops reports. Okay, mountains of grain left to rot. Well, you know, what about the blockade they're doing all over the world? Those now don't, don't even think about how those might play a factor or have been till now, right? We don't think about how that already has been increasing your gas prices, your food prices long before we ever got to Ukraine land, right? Everything else they're doing, but no, only Putin and Omicron. That's it. Now monkeypox too, of course. Here's their article. The Kremlin's blockade of Ukraine's port is crippling the world's production. May 20th. Okay, just so you can see it directly from the horse's mouth. Now, here's what's interesting before we go on to why this is ridiculous. <coughs> Don't forget, this is June 26, 2019. How crop fires have become the latest weapon of the war in Syria. Oh, and you know who's doing that? The U.S. government-backed entities. But no, but it's only it's only bad when he does it over here. This is for freedom. This is freedom burning of wheat. Okay. Now over here is Trump ordered U.S. forces to burn Hector. We talked about this. Now, yes, this says Russian media. The point is, guys, this is a very public story. And it was the video. We showed you this. Now, whether Trump ordered it or however you want to, you know, make this feel okay for you. The U.S. government was burning wheat in Syria as a tactic to hurt people. To, just like they do in Yemen, by the way, which is the other point. Yemen, coalition blockade, peril civilians. Who's saying that? One of the leading human rights organizations in the world, the Human Rights Watch. Not that I trust them or believe they're doing the right thing all the time. The bottom line is they're clearly part of towing lines all over the place, the government lines. So when they step over that and point to the very person you'd think they might protect and say, that's bad, we should take notice of that. Sort of like when the Human Rights Watch, Bet Salem, and... and uh, uh, Amnesty International, all within the matter of months, openly call Israel a Jewish supremacy state, an apartheid state. 
Not what I'm saying. I do agree with that, but that's coming from leading human rights organizations in the world. So if you can't call that racist when it's documented and acknowledged from a broad sense that, it do, that it's not necessarily like that it is racist in regard to how they're conducting themselves, but to point out that it's happening is not racist. It's, it's, I don't even know what you would call that. We're simply acknowledging that they're attacking. How is it racist to point out people subjugating and attacking people based on their race? It's the exact opposite of it, in fact. Anyway, I could go off on it forever. The point is, this is happening because of the U.S. government in Saudi Arabia. And why is that okay? It's not, in fact. It's a gross war crime. It is a huge violation of international law. But nobody's cared for the decade plus, as it's the largest humanitarian crisis on the planet. But, you know, freedom or whatever. So nobody cares. Look over there. I mean, that's how insulting this should be for you. This is ridiculous. Here is what they're doing in Syria and have been doing and stealing the oil and they're blockading Yemen and starving an entire country. Here is the United Nations, catastrophic humanitarian blockade in Yemen, putting millions at risk. The United Nations said that. There's only group, the only groups involved with this blockade in Yemen is Saudi Arabia, the United States, and the smattering of, you know, UAE, and but predominantly Saudi Arabia and the United States. Blockading the port of Hodeida, which they get over 90% of their food and supplies through. That's why they're starving to death. It's pretty damn simple. Guys, this is from 2017. But guess what? It's still there and still happening. Makes you sick, doesn't it? Only if you care and have a heart. Here, United Nations, yet again. This one, October 2021. So that means from this point when they were going, it's it's a crisis. You're killing people. Nobody cared. Isn't that strange? But here we hear where the UN will, I mean, I guess say something about Ukraine, but all you hear from is Ukrainian officials claiming stuff and everybody's losing their minds, at least on the bots on Twitter. But here we can point out verifiable death crime, war crimes, violations of international law. And here we are again, 2021. Oh, and here we are today, still happening. Failure to deliver in delivering aid to Yemen's worst human international response to a humanitarian crisis. You know why they can't get aid through? Because they can't get it through the blockade. I can't say this enough. They're lying about that, about health, I mean, during a pandemic, guys, if you believe that's what's happening, that's what they said. So when they say you're in the biggest pandemic of a century, and then they don't allow health products to go through, which is probably a benefit to them, to be quite honest in this case, but overall, you're still not getting aid, food, water, other medical supplies that might be necessary as they scream that they're not doing that. Okay, long story short, short story long, when they're freaking out about a blockade, isn't that a little hypocritical? First of all, first point, yes, it is painfully insulting. But the main point that Doom shared is the best point of the whole thing. It's not even a blockade. As he says, this is BS because as we've proven and as other independent sources or even corporate sources in India and elsewhere have reported themselves and Ukraine has admitted to when it was in the beginning, but now they're changing their story because they want to blame it on Russia. It's all documented. They've done that more than once. They mined their own ports. So when they mine the ports, now they're not allowed to come and go. So when they go, oh, well, well Russia won't let anybody, well, that's because there's mines floating through the water that they're pulling out. Now, is that a blockade or is that safety? It's probably both. If you want to be quite honest about it, it's probably being used to some degree, right? You could argue they're taking their time in doing so. But the bottom line is this only happened and started this way because they put the mines there. Now, could they have blockaded this if they had to put mines there? That's certainly possible. I guess we'll never know. But truth and the reality matters, not just what they want to spin and say, this is what they're doing while they're blockading people everywhere around the world. And no one talks about that. 
Here's the reports. This is one of them, Naval News. As you can see, mines anchored by Ukrainian naval forces near the port of Odessa had loosened their chains due to stormy weather. And we've heard reports of Russians out there trying to remove them so they can come in and out, which is probably because it's important to use those ports for their invasion or their their whatever you want to call what they're doing. And I mean, again, that point I said right in the beginning of this whole thing. And invasion is the right word. Whether or not their intention was to overtake the whole country or secure certain areas or denazify, it's still an invasion. We shouldn't have an issue with that. But the point is, here is India today. Here's what makes sea mines Russia's biggest challenge. This is published May 5th. To avoid Russian naval invasion, the entire seawater was mined. Right, this is direct, This is reported directly from source material because that's what the Ukraine government was telling people. As part of the military strategy to avoid Russian naval invasion, the entire seawater was mined. Now it will take a long time even to make this port functional because the waters from the Sea of Azov to the Black Sea, Sea of Azov important because that's the controlling area of the Azov movement pre- predominantly, which banks the critical city of Odessa have been mined. You can read this for yourself. The point is, this was what they said. Okay, so now that we know the mind, the ports are mined, coming back to the story when they go, oh, look at what they're doing. They left this to rot. It's because you can't go through mine ports to get the food out. Does that matter? Wouldn't you think that'd be mentioned at least as a side note? Nah, because it's not about the truth. It's about the narrative that makes Putin look like bad guy even though he is, because governments are bad in my mind. The point is what they want you to think is he's the one responsible for what they're creating. Just because he is or not doesn't make him good or bad in the sense of the larger context. They're all bad, in my opinion, guys. I, we, I can't get stress that point enough. I, I wouldn't trust Putin's government over the U.S. government over the U.S. or the U.K. government or the Israeli government. I think they're all trying to vie for their own position. Now, some I can promise you there's varying degrees of how terrible they are. You can decide that for yourself. But the bottom line is, just because you can acknowledge or reveal that one, that let's say Putin in this case is not lying and they're lying about him, that's just a basic reality. Within that, they're both probably bad, both probably cheating and lying. If that makes it comfortable for people, or you know, a little bit of sugar with the medicine to go down. But here's the the point that somebody just shared. Let this sink in for a minute. That little red dot is Ukraine. They want you to believe because of that little red spot that we have worldwide shortages of oil, gas, paper, milk, grain, and endless other things. Baby formula. Oh, but wait, they shut down these plants, right? There's so many things around this. They're just going Putin. Remember, remember Pelosi stupidly said Putin's gas hike and then admitted that most of that happened before the war even started. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Children can see through such a stupid lie. Oh, see, I went off way too long on this. But anyway, it's only, no, it's only 30 minutes. Okay. So the point was, this is an obvious manipulation of where this all goes. And the food crisis ties back into everything. So I thought it was a really important one to at least hash out a little bit. Now, let's go through monkeypox for the rest of the show. Oh, I guess not. Three little points here. Sorry, I was trying to jam all this stuff. It's just these little quick points. I I didn't want to forget this, and I couldn't find anywhere to shoehorn this in. This I just have to call out. And you know we called this. I I don't think anybody's. I think we actually coined the term accidents. Maybe one of you guys did and said it, and I think we talked about it in the show. But many of us predicted this would come to pass. Right in the beginning of whatever we're talking about here, COVID-19, just like the airline pilots who just spoke out, I said, this is at least in large part, and I said that because there's plenty of other things, the masks or whatever else we want to talk about that could be driving, adding to this, but in large part is due to what we have called vaccidents, accidents induced by vaccine, quote, side effects while driving. Here's the Guardian News, deadly step backwards, U.S. traffic deaths soar to the highest in 16 years. Are you serious? 
Now think about how crazy this is at a time when like, I mean, it's not the same as in 2021, but don't forget, we saw an increase in 2021 too. At a time when most people are locked down, let's say, or restricted, you should guarantee less traffic accidents. There's always some kind of possible caveat, right? That's just an honest person would say. Could there be some of Yeah, of course. But with what's on the table, you should, anybody would be like, I can guarantee we're going to see a decrease in traffic accidents because less people are driving. Pretty simple. But yet we saw an increase in accidents and problems like this. Now, jump into 2022. U.S. deaths soared to highest in 16 years. Well, what's the only really interesting difference, guys? I think you know that answer. Now, of course, they could argue that COVID is that difference. But then why didn't we see it in 2020 when there was no vaccines? Nope, they don't want to talk about that. That's the same thing. Where are all the variants from 2020 when everybody was unvaccinated? So it should be blowing up. No, it's weird how the variants only started once the injection started and it weirdly exploded right along with the introduction. Yeah, that's what an obvious, an honest person could point out. That's plainly obvious. Here we are, vaccinants. People are crashing into people. That doesn't get counted as COVID, as a vaccine side effect. I mean, it's, it's just incredible to me. Here's another interesting one. As Vice was reporting, because you know how great, great journalism Vice puts out, testament, testament to that is the absurd reporting covered on Derek's, uh, the, the what do you call it, the agar, uh, agarpoloka or anarchopolco, and it was agarpoloco, about agorism. He did this, this retreat, and they interviewed him about, they tried to make, it was a hit piece, basically, and he, I thought he made them look stupid, to be quite honest. But here's what Vice was saying in 2020. Anti-vaxxers are terrified the government will enforce a vaccine for coronavirus. Anti-vax groups on social media are claiming the spread of disease will lead to mandatory vaccines and unlimited surveillance. Yeah, what a bunch of weirdo, crazy conspiracy theorists, right? Because that didn't happen, right, Vice? Or is that literally, and I mean literally what exactly happened? You guys know this. It's painfully obvious. So isn't that crazy? No, it's not crazy because we've seen this happen every step of the way. What's crazy is that people will continue to pretend like there's nothing wrong for whatever reason. But look, I just can't get past how this is like 2020 saying vaccine passports are dangerous misinformation and everyone has to be stopped at saying that. Jump over to 2021, anyone saying vaccine passports are dangerous are dangerous misinformers and need to be stopped. How can it be fake news and on a, a, a day later, cross over to 2021, suddenly they're all good because we're doing them now. Everybody sees that. Oh, I wasn't going to include this, but just, you know, obviously the revolving door between FDA, Pfizer, Moderna, Reuters, I mean, everything, journalism, it's it's ridiculous the way these things swing around. But this was the other point down here. You can watch these for yourself. This is is, uh, Bill Clinton admitting to hospitals testing on people without their knowledge. You can listen to it yourself. It's it's history. This country's done it countless times. Here are the Tuskegee experiment discussion. Same thing. Yeah, they'll never do that, except for this time, this time, this time, that time. Oh, yeah, of course not. <clears throat> but here we will jump into where this goes. It's monkeypox. <clears throat> now, this is really important because of why and how this is developed and how obviously this could be used for exactly what we saw COVID-19 or use or whatever they would. Or, I mean, again, I will always point to Denny Rancourt's research in that. A highly educated, highly credentialed PhD who has done incredible work before COVID and during COVID and after COVID showing you that this at the very least, not saying, I mean, he'll have his thoughts on whether he, and he does. My opinion, what it shows you is at the very least, if they wanted to, 
They could have created this from whole cloth. They could have literally had nothing but the flu and pneumonia and then the vaccine side effects, the mass side effects, whatever else they added, which then increased as time went on and made that COVID-19. Now, I'm not saying you can decide for yourself whether you think that's the case. I should have included this study. I'll have to grab that. The point is that you went through all the information. All the, and, we, and, now, and as we now see the DOD getting caught inflating old numbers, as we see them pumping up information and crossing data, you can see them. They get, they get caught a thousand times through this process changing information. You don't do that when you have the truth on your side. My point is <clears throat> you have all the trappings of that in monkey in, in monkeypox. Now, here's the FDA approving the first drug with an indication for treatment of smallpox. Not just monkeypox, but don't forget that they, they see them as sort of interchangeable when it comes to vaccines. Difference of percentage use. I don't know why we'd trust that based on what we're told how 100% effective the COVID vaccine was and never was right out of the gate, even though they said that repeatedly. My point is, if this has been eradicated, I'll say it in here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently, it's been eradicated since 1980, right? Except you're approving drugs for that, even though you claim it's eradicated. Isn't that interesting? Eradicated meaning, depi- um, oh, that's weird. Eradicated. Is that, that, I guess, why would they give you the tree definition? Anyway, I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Depicted with the roots exposed. Anyway, you know, removed, annihilated, gone. It's no longer present, except that's not the case. Or at least that we're told. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm, not, I'm going from within their narrative. They would say that. But the point is that this is 2018. It's supposed to have been gone since 1980. Why are you approving a drug or, or a, a treatment or an inje- a vaccine for something that's not there? What do they know? What do they see coming? Now, of course, they're going to say, well, we're just being, well, why are you making one for literally everything anywhere? No, but that's the argument because they make these things and they make dangerous things. Gain of function research. They make vaccines for it under guys. They're doing it to keep you safe. Now, this is 2018. T-pox approved. The first drug with the indication for treatment of smallpox. Isn't that interesting? The World Health Organization declared smallpox Contagious and sometimes fatal disease eradicated 1980. There have been long-standing concerns that smallpox could be used as a bioweapon. Well, why? Has it happened? No. Can you use Ebola and a million other things? Yeah, yeah. And, and arguably, based on what I've researched and what people have told me, not any. You could make viable weapons with all these dangerous things. Yes, smallpox has its benefits in regard to you know benefits is the wrong word, but in the case of somebody wanting to do harm with it, it has you know. I don't want to get into the differences that, you know, whether it's more transmissible or so on. But the bottom line is it doesn't make sense to me to make an injection or any treatment for something that's literally not there. That you'll see as this obviously goes forward, why I think this is more important. The bioweapon discussion has been roundly stated by Bill Gates and everybody else. And of course, that becomes much, much, much more relevant when you stumble into the secret, which I call secret because that's what the word means. But it was posted online. But nobody talked about it. Nobody shared this. The preparedness exercise that literally uses monkeypox, even though it's meant to be about all sorts of different things, that it was supposed to start five days ago. Oh, and this was 2021 when they did this. Look at that timing. We'll come into that. Don't worry. The point is they knew something was coming, in my opinion, or they widened the world they would do that. Now, rare case of monkeypox found in Texas. 2021. You saw this. We talked about it. So I just find it interesting that they're all kind of talking about this like the first kind of incident. Why wouldn't they point? Wouldn't it be behoove them to point back and say, look, we had them there too. 
We had them in Texas in 2021. Now it's popping up in 2022. Now, but they're reporting it as the first cases of 2022. But it seems interesting, at least in my research, that they're not focusing back on the fact that it, that would seem to make their case for them. I find it interesting. I feel like this was a test run of trying to get your attention. My opinion, just kind of overview. But the point was this was happening in 2021 in Texas. Now, the person apparently came from Nigeria into Dallas. That's the baseline story. Just in, Dallas authorities say the risk of transmission of monkeypox via respiratory droplets was low on flights due last week due to the mask requirements. Oh, you mean the masks that literally have not statistically significant reduction of transmission that you just admitted during COVID, but now, but yeah, we're starting all over again, though. Don't forget, we're going back to square one. Masks work, the science says, but wait a minute. Nope. Monkeypox changes everything. Monkeypox isn't COVID-19. You guys don't know science. Yeah, there we are again, back in square one. Yeah, we do. And it applies the same in regard to the fact that they're not statistically significant in reducing transmission of viruses. Okay, but respiratory droplets, though, right? Isn't that where we started with COVID-19? Well, of course, because the point is that that's what makes it make sense to them or from the narrative. But don't forget, plenty of studies, they don't want to point that, made it clear that guess what masks do with droplets? They break it up. They create aerosolization. But the bottom line on top of all of that is that this is not spreading only by respiratory droplets, but they don't get just like with COVID guys. We are starting right back in the beginning with a different term. That's what it feels like to me. Whether this goes there or not, I'm not going to try to claim I know, but I'm telling you every, the the talking points. I mean, I'm going to show you right in a second, why right up until this moment, monkey boxes, but it's not that dangerous. It's not that it's not, it doesn't spread that easy. It's actually pretty difficult. But here, now it's all this huge rising of something different, though. Well, why? So why would this explosion of some new variant of monkeypox pop out of nowhere? I'm sure they'll have a narrative for it at some point. Or that's not what we're dealing with. Now, there's plenty of things you could follow that with, whether this was entered into the population, whether this is an experiment, whether this was a bioweapon, whether it was an attack by somebody. These are all certain possibilities, certainly possibilities. The bottom line, though, does it really matter? I mean, hypothetically, let's say it was an attack from some foreign country, but that almost gives them exactly what they want to carry out what they've already been saying they want to do. Is it even really there? These are all things we should genuinely be asking. But of course, that's crazy conspiracy theory, just like vaccine passports and digital IDs. That's crazy, wild conspiracy theory right up until it happens. Now, here was my tweet, by the way, of an account that no longer exists, which is why I was realizing the other day I don't have all these things. I had all this continuity, and that's what they do this for, of all these things. And you can show, here's where we were on it, but way back then, gone. Way back machine kind of brings it up. This is the article I was sharing, this one. Rare case of monkeypox. So I shared that saying, here we go again. Question everything. Back in July, in July 2021. Here's the, oh, by the way, here's the show, if you want to watch it. Only unvaccinated dying fabrication, which now we know is the truth. Isn't that interesting? This, guess what, guys, was censored as fake news, as always, been removed for violating terms of service. You mean because I got it right ahead of time? Yes. And Sage Advisor says cloth masks don't protect you from COVID. And he was called a fake news conspiracy theorist right up until Lena Wen and Gottlieb say it on air with nothing to back it up. And they go, oh, well, now, now it's science, because they said. It's always been that way. And we said it, he said it, they called fake news then. It's embarrassing how obvious this whole process is. But you want to watch the show? This is the one that we, I go over. You can see the links right there. Or you can just jump down here if you prefer, where you can see my monkeypox conversation with the different links. I'll show some of them right now. Here was an interesting part of this whole thing. So the timing of this is interesting, right? So this is July 16th. When they say rare case of monkeypox in Texas that came from Nigeria. Then 
we have this report from November 18th, right? So months later, 2021, smallpox vials found at Merck Lab in suburban Philadelphia facility, right? So this was July 13th, 2018. So July doesn't matter, 2018, right? So February, they, they approved this thing in 2018. Not sure why, okay? Two, uh, four years later. It's weird. I feel like I was counting that wrong. We have this supposed case, July 16th. Then a few months later, you have a smallpox vial found in a Merck lab. Now, why that why that would even be strange to them, seeing as how they have approved injections, they've got they have they're talking about it, they have cases popping up. So why would it be a crazy thing to find this vial? Remember, we talked about this at the time. <clears throat> a batch of vials labeled smallpox, a deadly disease eradicated since the 70s, right? It's eradicated now, 80s, 70s, it's just gone, except there's a case right there, was found in a freezer and immediately quarantined. What do you mean found in a freezer? You just tie your shoe and you tripped over Ebola? That's so stupid. Oops, smallpox, where'd that come from? Does that make you feel good about these places? I mean, that's just crazy to me. I don't even know if I buy the whole thing. But it says an investigation into why it was there is underway. Now, I actually forget the, re- there was a, I think it ended up being that it was mislabeled or it was old or whatever it was. This was about keeping this in your mind. Now we're talking monkeypox, obviously, but this is smallpox and this, and this was about smallpox. And my point of why smallpox is relevant and I'll get to is because they're, re- they're basically seem to be the same thing to a large degree, but at the very least, the injection they're using is applied to all of them. So that's why that's relevant. So when they're pushing the narrative of smallpox and then monkeypox pops up today, in their mind, they're using the same injections. I think we know that's what matters. Now, why this popped up and kind of went to bed again and at the end of 2021? Oh, we found a weird vial. It doesn't even make sense. There's something strange here, obviously. But then we jump forward to, now this was, he, this is <laughs> Fangolding, May 18, 2022. So two days ago. Monkeypox outbreak in the UK, Portugal, Spain. And this is not even a joke, guys. This is like instantaneously across the last couple of days, really today and yesterday, just every place, B, 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 UK, Portugal, all of them saying four cases, 10 cases, three cases, hypothetical. You know how they're finding that out? You won't be surprised. PCR test. I'll, I'll come back to that point because that's totally reliable, right? We didn't learn anything about that during COVID-19 at all, right? But we are suddenly, now that they're all looking for it, what do you know? We're finding it everywhere. Are they sick? Are they in danger? It's not even really, it's not even being listed. He just said they have it and we're danger. We're scared and warning that the UK outbreak could spread. This guy is all about Mr. Coulds and hypotheticals that he gets wrong about all the time. And yet we're the ones spreading misinformation. These guys are spreading hypothetical worst case scenarios. That's all they do. As if that's in your best interest. Remember the WHO in that more than influenza document I share all the time, openly called them out in 2011 for this. It's not about screaming about the worst case scenario. It's about measured responses. These people love to jump on Twitter and scream about how bad it can get. And they'll be clear about that. It's, well, it could be this. It could be. It looks like it's very dangerous. If you don't know, don't jump on and scare people. The point is we come on and, and measuredly talk about it. And if that challenges the CDC narrative, then we're fake news. Think about how ridiculous that is. The point is, Monkeypox is fatal in one in 10 cases, but that doesn't seem to be what the breakdown is from before. With severe disease and death more likely among kids. Isn't that interesting how it's almost like the exact, it's what they probably, uh, the idea is once this becomes a kid focus, 
Remember we talked about during COVID and how that works. The point, the point is I see this coming. I'm jumping out of myself, but I'm of the mind that this will lead in the direction of an mRNA platform use. And maybe one that in, in just a one-stop shop, a universal vaccine, which they've been trying to make for a long time. And of course, when you can approve it for kids, well, there's no liability for them anymore. Just something to think about. But this goes forward and you can see there's he's fatal in about one in 10 cases in Africa, it says. But Portugal's confirmed five cases, 15 suspected, Spain eight cases and counting within like hours. It says, transmission is thought to occur mainly through virus-laced droplets, but direct contact with lesions and bodily fluids from an infected person or indirect contact via contaminated closed linens. Right. Thought to, which means they don't know. Now, the point is that's historically not how this spreads. So what is the difference now? Why do we not have to explain why this is different now or more dangerous or more transmissible? What happened? Where did this? And so we're told that's wildly implausible. That it would just jump out of nowhere and transmit into the, you know, transform into something dangerous and more. They, is, or is it because there's unvaccinated people? I'm, that might even become the narrative. Oh, well, not, not enough people have their smallpox vaccine. So it just jumped into a variant at the perfect time, at the perfect point for your narrative. Why it didn't happen over the last 20 years? To be clear, while monkeypox is fatal, one in 10 approximately in Africa, it's likely much lower in Europe with better health care system. Oh, okay. So it's not one in 10 then? So there's a, there's a, there's a caveat there. Yeah, right. Exactly. My point. If, so is it, if it's about your healthcare system, U S is probably screwed, but the bottom line is it's not really just about how dangerous it is. If it's about your healthcare system, that's a big difference there. I'll get into this in a minute. Up 15%. He says, I mean, it's just, this is different. A couple of the points I really wasn't going to get into what he was saying, but anyway, we'll go to the article or first of all, I wanted to include this. This is from 2019. Monkeypox, enhancing public health preparedness. Three patients were diagnosed with monkeypox in the United Kingdom in September 2018, also from Nigeria. Now, that just could just be a coincidence. It's always certainly possible. But isn't it interesting that what, this wasn't being screamed about? So if a few cases popping up in the UK is enough to start this whole conversation, why wasn't enough then? Do we not care about it then? Nothing happened. It didn't seem to explode into a problem. I'm not saying that doesn't mean it couldn't happen today. My point is, why the inconsistency? Well, because we're in the biosecurity state now. So whether it's just a means to an end, never let a good crisis go to waste, it doesn't really matter. They're doing things differently now because viruses and vaccines is your world. That's your future. Leading you right into the Great Reset, technocratic future. That's where this is going. But go, you know, back then, wasn't important. I mean, I'm be, kind of being facetious with that, obviously, but there's interesting correlation there. Now, here is the article he was referencing from May 17th. CDC expresses concern about possibility of undetected monkeypox spread in the UK. Okay, so they express concern about something we don't know, about things we can't find. I just can't get past how funny that... Why doesn't it say CDC expresses concern about the cases we see in the UK? You see what I'm saying? Like the fact that they have to focus on the unknown, long call, long COVID and unknowns and the children that might have this and could have that. It's all about fear. Unknown is fear to people. That's what they're doing. Possibility of undetected cases. Now it says the CDC expressed concern Tuesday about unusual outbreaks of monkeypox in the UK. Right. It's not the same. Something's different. Suggesting that if there appears to be at least some undetected transmission of the virus there. Okay, a huge assumption. Is that the case? Or is it the vaccine side effects? 
or is it something else we're talking about? Is it is it bacterial pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia being created by wearing masks all the time that's then being transmitted because it's, it, that's also contagious? Is it the spike protein that's definitely can shed, definitely can infect people by itself? None of that matters because apparently it's all fake news, despite the peer-reviewed science that repeatedly finds the same thing. So when you make the suggestion, the assumption that there appears to be at least some undetected cases, because the only way we can explain this, well, that's not true. There's plenty of other hypotheticals you could use, but they don't want to dive into those. Of the virus there and warning of the possibility the outbreak could spread beyond the borders. That's a lot of hypotheticals. Quote, we do have a level of concern that this is a very, this is very different than what we've typically think from monkeypox. So why are we calling it monkeypox? Why are we assuming that? I'm sure they're going to say because we did, we did it and we tested it and we have whatever. But the point is that this is just being, the idea that it's different should be acknowledged. Like, let's just pretend that they can claim they can prove this is monkeypox if you think that exists. Why aren't we asking, why aren't we asking why it's different? What changed? What caused it to be different? If it just ends up being, well, it is. And so therefore we're going forward because now we have it. That's not an answer. Why did Omicron magically pop up in Botswana and all they point at is South Africa, along with three dipl- four diplomats that had diplomatic immunity that we never found out where they were from? Why do these things not get tested or looked into? Because there's something there, in my opinion, as it goes on to say. And I think we have some concern that there could be a spread outside the UK associated with this. So it's different and we don't know what's happening. Complicating the situation and amplifying the concern is the fact that other cases comprise two distinct groups that have no discernible links to each other. Again, another example that a detective, a researcher, an investigator would be like, okay, so it could be that there's unknown cases we can't see, or it could mean this is not the same thing, that people are doing something else. And it has nothing to do with the origin of this monkeypox. It has to do with the injection they're taking or the things they're spreading or whatever else we're talking about. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying, you know, as well as I, when we don't know, that shouldn't be kicking options off the table or not even acknowledging that they exist. The other four confirmed cases, again, confirmed how? By PCR test. Remember the confirmed cases of the beginning of COVID-19? It's happening again. Disclosed most recently, they were identified by the UK Health Security Agency as gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men. Well, that's pretty reminiscent of something we've seen from the past, isn't it? Now, why does that even make sense, right? I mean, if the, why would it be so predominantly focused on specific, that they've made this point before about monkeypox, that it seems to be focused on gay men or bisexual men or men that have sex with men. I, I honestly don't even understand why that makes sense. If they're literally talking about droplets being spreading, so are, are gay men spreading droplets more than anybody else? You know that doesn't make sense. There's a weird overlap with this and the logic applied from HIV and, and, and AIDS discussion which was also a manipulation, three from London and a fourth from Newcastle, nearly 300 miles to the north. All four were likely infected in London. Likely means we don't know. They just don't know how to say that. So if they don't know where they got infected, these people have no connection to each other. Pretty interesting just to go, well, it's because there's cases we can't see. And on that note, everyone needs to be injected and then we need to have meetings and it's going to There is a vaccine that was licensed in the U.S. in 2019 for people 18 of age and older to protect against smallpox and monkeypox. Again, that's important. The overlap. And one is the Bavarian Nordic Gyneos, which is interesting. That's this one. Now, what I find very interesting about that, this is posted May 18th, two days ago. 
Bavarian Nordic to manufacture first freeze-dried doses of smallpox vaccine. So apparently, even though it's not made for monkeypox and has a lesser efficacy, so we're told, if it works for any of them, against monkeypox, we're still just using smallpox vaccines? Wouldn't it behoove them to focus on this if they think it's a problem? Nah, let's just use what we got. Like, the way this is happening seems very strange, and I don't know why anybody trusts this right now. Let's not jump to conclusions, because that's not what smart people do. But their history of deceit is enough to be questioning all of it. But it says they're freeze-dried gyneos in 2023 and 2024. Well, that's going to help us a lot. Great. Right? So now we have to wait two years for this thing. Like, why does that make sense? I don't have the answer to that. But it seems interesting, especially since these things are already available. Not that we would want it. But then it goes on to say a second vaccine, the ACAM 2000, made by none other than Emergent Product Development, otherwise previously known as Emergent Biosolutions. You know, that really, really dangerous entity that was involved with the anthrax false flag that Whitney's written about for The Last American Vagabond, a killer enterprise. She also has a posted on, on Unlimited Hangout. How one of Big Pharma's most corrupt companies plans to corner the COVID-19 cure market. Now, they did have injections that were being tested and discussed for all this. I think that they were a little too hot, especially because of her work. They called them out for their, like these people should be in prison. Read this for yourself. I don't want to get too deep into it. The bottom line was these people knew they were using something that would hurt people. That's the quick understanding of this. The injections that were made and Robert Cadleck was involved with this as well, who was involved with the operation warp speed and everything until again, I think he got too hot. People knew his background. They pushed him to the side. The point is, They made this injection for anthrax. They knew it had negative side effects. They didn't tell people. They tested it on military. They got people killed and hurt. And then it happened again after that. And yet these people are still a company. They're still involved. People like, um, blanking on his name all of a sudden, this guy in the picture. Shoot, I don't want to try to search for it. Ah, What was that? He's an important character. Oh, here, right here. No, that's, that's Howard. Howard's, oh, that is Howard. Yeah, yeah. Howard is an important character in all this that ties back to even 9-11, by the way. Anyway, I don't want to get too off the track. The point is, this is incredibly relevant. Emergent biosolutions. So here we are with them stepping in or already having one made for smallpox. And it says they, it protects against smallpox and is thought to offer some protection against monkeypox. Well, that sounds great. So let's just use that one then. The one that might possibly protect some people from some of monkeypox. Sounds like a COVID-19 vaccine. Both vaccines are, of course, if it comes along with blood clots and death and everything else, but both vaccines are licensed only for people considered at high risk of contracting the disease. In a 2003 outbreak in the U.S., that involved 47 people. Wait a minute. A 2003 outbreak? I thought it was eradicated. Well, monkeypox, smallpox? uh, it, It says smallpox vaccine was used. Interesting. It also is interesting how it wasn't discussed or why 47 people with an outbreak wasn't, I mean, if that's a problem, if it wasn't a news story, then it's interesting how a few cases, the point is, guys, it's only such a big deal right now because of the narrative, because of biosecurity state, and because this is not the same thing. In Africa, monkeypox has been fatal in about one in 10 cases, but severe disease and death most more likely among children. That's interesting. Let's jump right over to Sky News. This is from the 16th. How do you catch it? What are the symptoms and how easily does it spread? Monkeypox. The initial symptoms include a high temperature. Well, that's very common. A headache. That's very common. Muscle aches everywhere. Backache. Pretty common. Swollen glands, shivering, exhaustion. Well, that could be just about everything. Now, minus the little pock nodules or whatever we're calling them, right? 
That's the flu. That's COVID-19. That's whatever they want to call it. Then realize that we're already hearing discussion about asymptomatic monkeypox, which that doesn't even make sense to me. Okay, so that's a PCR test illusion, just like we saw before. Taylor Hudak was sharing something about that. I forgot to grab it, actually. But the idea that we're talking about asymptomatic monkeypox? Well, my head hurts. I have a, a, a you know, my I have seizures. And, oh, well, that's probably monkeypox. Let's give you the smallpox injection. Or could it have been the COVID injection you took 14 times? Or could it be the mask? You're, I mean, there's a thousand things happening. out. I shouldn't even include the mask. The injection is such the obvious culprit that we should assume or we should consider first. Not assume, but consider. Here's what they say. Monkeypox is very difficult to catch from somebody. Well, that's interesting. Why didn't we, why, wouldn't that be the very first thing they tell you? One of 10 people die and children are at risk and we need to talk about vaccines, but it's really difficult to get it. Hmm. Well, first of all, that's kind of its own vaccine, right? Because if it's hard to spread, it tends to die out on its own. That's what they would tell you if they weren't trying to scare you into getting injections. It says, and is mostly caught from infected wild animals in west of Central Africa. Hmm. Seems quite different than we're hearing other places. The illness for most people is mild, with full recovery taking up to four weeks, while the chance of catching it in the UK is currently very low. So why all the fear-mongering? Right? I mean, let's be honest about this, guys. This doesn't add up. Just, Just in case? Well, that's back in COVID land. Just in case gets you to where we are right now. That's interesting. Now let's go back to this. Because of the discovery of cases among people who are gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men, public health authorities in the UK have alerted sexual health clinics to be on the lookout for people with unexplained rashes. I don't know what the weird focus is on this this sexual part of it. Now, yes, I mean, that makes sense in in, anything can transmit that way, but why wouldn't heterosexual people spread it just the same? You see what I'm saying? Like the argument, of course, in regard to HIV and AIDS and the discussion of, of, of the, the kind of sexual intercourse that these people are having and whether that includes other types of, you know, blood and so on. The point is, it's not in what we're talking about in the context of monkeypox is basic transmission of, of your, your, what they said, droplets and whatever else, which I don't think is the full picture, but that applies equally to anybody. And you all know that. I mean, so it's a very strange thing. I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why they seem to focus on that. I'm sure it'll come to pass where it will connect for us. If I'm right in that there's, or that could just be their clumsy nature. Who knows? I don't I don't always want to assume they're smarter than we think. The UK outbreak is a reminder of the need to pay more attention to monkeypox. Of course it is, right? Pay more attention because it's coming. The disease dynamics of which are poorly understood, except they're screaming that they know everything right now. Now ask this, why are the dynamics poorly understood? You had outbreaks in 2003, you had outbreaks in 2008, so we're told anyway, trust me, I'm operating from within their narrative. They are telling, they've, they've seen this, they've got injections for it, they've been talking about it. In 2021, they had cases in Texas, or a case, whatever. But here we are saying for a decade or more, we don't even understand it, we're poorly understood. Now, why does that make sense to anybody? They're, they're over here making hypothetical vaccines for things that they create in labs, but they don't yet know what monkeypox is? Not buying it. Quote, clearly the main problem we need to investigate is really knowing the real extent of monkeypox transmission in Africa. So they know it's one in 10 people, even children, but we don't even know how it spreads in Africa. And making sure that we invest in tools for prevention and treatment for people who are the most exposed in Africa. Or you, they want to make sure you're thinking Africa, but this is talking about you. And the point is tools, prevention and treatment. So we don't know how it spreads. It's poorly understood. 
but we want to quickly make things to treat it that we don't understand. How that works out well for you, doesn't it? Ask the people from the swine flu in 57, or not 57, uh, 70, shoot, I'm blanking on the, the, in the chat, remind me of what the date was in the first swine flu lie. And then we had, I think it was 2000, see, I'm blanking on the dates right now. So many things happening. There was H1N, there's the different swine flu lies. The big one was from before that they blatantly lied about. This one. The swine flu scare of 1976, that was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program, and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... Uh, None confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. Now, nearly everyone was to receive the shot in a public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Therefore, it was up to the CDC to come up with some kind of official consent form giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, the scientists developed another vaccine. And that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A. Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I... I can't say I would have to... Uh, it wasn't. I don't know. Well, I would think that you're in charge of the program. I would have to check uh, the records. I haven't uh, looked at this in some time. But Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program. No. No one ever did? No. Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes, mm-hmm. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness, apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine? Absolutely. You did? Yes. How'd you know that? By review of the literature. So you told your superiors, the men in charge of the swine flu immunization program, 
about the possibility of neurological disorders. Absolutely. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. I've said that Dr. Hatwick has never told me of uh, his feelings on this subject. Uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to um, make that assumption. Then why does this report from your own agency, dated July 1976, list neurological complications as a possibility? I think the uh, consensus of uh, the scientific community was that the evidence relating neurologic disorders to influenza immunization uh, was such that they did not feel that this association was a real one. You didn't feel it was necessary to tell the American people that information? Uh, I think that uh, over the, the years we have tried to inform the American people as, as fully as possible. And he never went to jail. None of it. Nobody got held accountable. Now, here's the thing. Even if they thought there was no connection or they knew there was and hid it from you, it was there and it did happen. And people got hurt. People died. People got affected from this for the rest of their lives. Jump forward to today. Why would we not be allowed to say it's happened before when you claim you just were doing what you thought was right and you still got it wrong? So why would I blindly trust it today? Wouldn't I have the right to say, no, I'll wait and see what happens? Yes. Whether or not that's happened before, you know that's the truth. They know that's the truth. There's a reason this is being forced on you. This was just in my, my Telegram. I was trying to see if it was playing live. For some reason, I've set up this to play live on Telegram, but it's not working. Anyway, I just had this while somebody shared it. Check this out. This is happening right now in real time. Here's a, on the left, you have a, a, a pic coming from Health Site News. Rare monkeypox cases reported from U.S. first time in nearly 20 years. On the right, Queensland's government, the Australian government, releases the same picture. What is shingles? Isn't that interesting? Now, of course, the overlap is the point. Chickenpox, shingles, it, these things have very similar connections, specifically chickenpox, smallpox, and, and monkeypox. It's very interesting, isn't it? Now, here, by the way, was the other injection we were talking about. I forgot to point out that one. Emergent Biosolutions, with a different name today, developed the ACAM 2000 under the contract with the CDC. Of course. Because the CDC sells vaccines, which is completely contradictory. It's like the EPA having investments in oil, but nobody cares. <clears throat> and the point is, it's a smallpox vaccine. That's what they're using and focusing on for monkeypox. Now, here is a 2020 September study talking about I'm immune and ACAM 2000. Provide different protection against disease when administered post-exposure in an intranasal monkeypox challenge. What's interesting <clears throat> is there's all these different things focused on in smallpox, monkeypox. Why? Apparently, smallpox has been eradicated forever, even though they point to stuff all the time. Monkeypox kind of seems to pop up here and there, so we're told. It never seems to cause a problem. The reporting, in general, seems to suggest that it's incredibly hard to catch. It's not very dangerous for most people. And, is, and, and the fact that it's difficult to spread seems to be the main point. But yet we're making like four different things. One of them was approved back in 2018. I just don't understand why that makes sense to anybody. Unless they know something we don't. Now here is the I'm, I'm immune vaccine. 
but weirdly enough, being tested on specifically skin cancer. This is back in 2020. It says, this study examines the safety and efficacy of using the Ivimune smallpox vaccine in the treatment of non-melanoma skin cancers. Ivimune is a live, non-replicating virus used in Canada to vaccinate adults and children against smallpox. Seems strange. They explain what they think that makes sense down there. But the point is, this has been used and uh, reapplied and applied for different things. I just don't see the, the reason for this stuff to be constantly floated and used at a time when it had, like, you pay for this, guys. They buy these things. They go bad. They buy more. For what? Now, I'm not saying it's not important to have things if you believe that's what's safe for you. I don't trust any of this technology today, not because of the technology, but because of the people behind it. Maybe it's because of the technology as well, but that should be your individual choice to make. We know they're lying to you. We've caught them lying to you. They, in this case, being the, you know, the Pfizer's, the Moderna's, the, the, the company's supposed to regulate them. They've been caught repeatedly lying, covering up danger. I don't know why we would trust what they're doing today, which brings us to 2022. The first U.S. case of monkeypox in 2022 has been confirmed. This was the one in Massachusetts. Now, it says it recently traveled to Canada. So, by the way, again, you know, the overlap here, this is something being applied in Canada. Now, Robert Miller points out, apparently, according to the BBC radio news item, monkeypox can now be caught by shaking hands. Great. So the entirety of the transmission profile changes because they say so. Is it monkey, monkey pox? If, here, if they're over here saying historic, classically and right up until the day they put this up, which was May 16th, it is very hard to transmit. Most people recover within four weeks. And the, tra- the, ca- the chance in the UK of catching it from Sky News, they say, is very low. But we just dance over here. And now they're going, well, you could catch it by shaking hands with somebody. That does not align. Why we're listening to BBC radio about the health information is beyond me. But as he says, this is how the pandemic started. And I agree. They think we're stupid. I agree. Here's another thread where it says, sounds like dark winter bioterror at G7 health ministers to take part in a pandemic exercise in Germany, simulating the fast spreading and dangerous outbreak of a smallpox virus. This is new. Okay. They're doing more of them. We're going to get into the one that they did before this as well. Don't know why this makes sense to anybody, especially since they do these tabletop exercises and then never do anything. They literally seed the narrative about how unprepared we are and then wait for bad things to happen if you even believe that's what's happening. So why does that make sense? Why have repeated tests, tabletop exercises, and then not work into what you think you need to do, the reality? But it goes on to say, as Bill, well, here's Bill Gates in January 11th. Do you think the world will come together to get ready for the next one? I hope so, but I'm not sure. This next one that seemed like, remember in the WHO document, again, we talked about, they said there is no reason to, to, to assume that we will have something worse than these past two that weren't that bad. Now, you could think they're wrong, but that's the WHO saying that, or at least people from it, two main experts. So why then do they all of a sudden go, we know for sure that's coming. This un, unelected, not very highly educated technocrat. Now, this guy's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. Why in the world does he get to set this tone? I think you know why. And it says, sounds like dark winter bioterrorism exercise, virus smallpox, Andrews Air Force Base 2001, ending with martial law. The original script on Johns Hopkins site is now gone, but still available on the Wayback Machine. Smallpox disease progression. They've had these kind of things before. These tabletop exercises. This will be included for you to check out for yourself. Wait, hold on. I want to I include this one and this one too. There we go. Finally, here's Taylor. 
Monkeypox has an incubation period of 7 to 14 days. Now, notice the, the difference from what you're hearing from the previous discussion of monkeypox to now this weird, just like, it's just like COVID with pox. If that's assuming that you're not asymptomatic, of course, which is probably everybody. Monkeypox has an incubation period of 7 to 14 days. Oh, weird, exactly like they did with COVID. How convenient. This will help pave the way to reinstate mandatory quarantines, testing, and contact tracing prior to and post-travel. For example, yes, we know this is where it's going, guys. Now, again, I'm not saying I know that this incident will be the, the catalyst. It'll suddenly drive us into back into it, but it could be, and you know that. All, the, all they need is just the, the fear. Say, this could be it, and we want to get ahead of it because we don't want to repeat what happened last time, which was all their choice and their actions. But to end here, let's realize the illusion. Guys, there's multiple points here. This is a clear illusion. Not Again, not the, the, the case of... To make sure you understand what I mean when I say illusion. I don't know the full extent. Do I believe that this could be entirely fake? Of course it could be. I'm not even saying that's very hard to wrap my mind around, as I said before. But could it be something that's really happening? Yes. That they then take advantage of? Yes. These are all possibilities. The point is that we don't know to make sure that you don't fall into the trap of thinking that you know based on political sides and narratives. The bottom line is the illusion can be based on something real or it could be something that they literally make up entirely, like a false flag right? They can be people that die in those things. And they then use those things to achieve different goals and blame it on somebody else. Or it could be in wag the dog completely fabricated. In this case, what do we know so far? Was doom shared. The PCR test is the preferred test for monkeypox. That was one day ago, WHO. But here's other examples of this being stated right now. Now, by the way, PCR, I believe, is listed for small, these different things before COVID-19, as, as, as I understand it, as what I saw on their pages. But for, as I say it like that, because who knows, what they're altering in real time these days. So it's always something we should consider because we've seen them do that. I've caught them on this show in real time. You know, like that example that the, the Infowars stole from me and didn't give me credit for, that they catch, we catch them altering data in real time and pretending like it's not happening, right? My point in saying that is that it's possible that they could have gone back and changed that like the DOD is doing for data right now just to make it look like this has been recommended from before. Because the PCR test, remember, didn't get, it's almost like it didn't exist until COVID, even though it was there. But also don't forget that that's why they know this. Quick faith in quick tests leads to epidemic that wasn't. We just went over this. Bottom line is, whooping cough epidemic in 2007 didn't exist. Thousands of people got vaccines and quarantines, and you can read it for yourself. The point was the start of an epidemic that wasn't. Why? Their over-reliance on the PCR test. That's what they say and their conclusion. That this is going to happen again. We know it'll happen again. It wasn't even the first time. Their over-reliance on this genetic test was the problem. Because it's not sound. And you get examples of yes or no, but not the, the information. Right? You're getting false positives is the point to take away from that. The New York Times wrote this. These doctors said this. They acknowledged that was the reality. And yet here we are. And that's not different, by the way. There's not some new ver. This is the same concept. Just like Kerry Mollis was telling you, just like everybody else honest is acknowledging, even the CDC points out a false positive percentage, which is dramatically lower than the reality. Dr. Scoville, PhD, who tested this in front of real people real in a real setting, used a Kiwi test positive. He said he believes that when they use 40 to 45 cycle threshold, which is still, if you're before getting the injection, still what most people use in these hospitals, he said 95% false positive. That's his PhD opinion. That's what we're pointing at. They know using this PCR test is not sound, and it's exactly how you can create illusion because they found that here and many times before that. So now when we see them acknowledging May 20, 2022, that 
This case was confirmed after a PCR test was done on the patient. That's it. Confirmed, huh? You mean a thing with a very high false positive rate? That doesn't sound very confirmed to me at all. We, it's, like, it's, it's like we can admit that. They can acknowledge that with COVID land. And here we are right back in the mix. That's why I see this building already. French News Channel said this, adding that the patient was 29 years old. Here's another example. This is monkeypox, updated May 19th. Here's what it says. Monkeypox diagnosis is confirmed using PCR testing. PCR testing does not confirm anything but the presence of something. Now, if if that's confusing to you, it's important for you to read into this and find more information. The bottom line is like our past research, for example. The bottom line is it's a yes or no answer. You can have substance. You can have monkeypox. You can have, let's just say, whatever you want to believe we're dealing with. Let's just call it a virus for those that are sensitive to that. Realize it could be whatever you want to believe it is. The point is something's in your body. Use a PCR test. It's going to say, yes, it's there or no, it's not. Just because there does not mean you're going to get sick. Plenty of people have this happen and they don't get sick. That's the reality. And yes, the the viral load conversation, I think, is there to, to manipulate that overall. But the bottom line is it's not useful in this context because people can be test positive for this but not be sick. They can, they can say that they are sick when they're not. I mean, there's a thousand ways this is not. And they know this and that's why they're using it. So let's start it all over again, huh? Why not? Now, my point on this is that that's guaranteed to be a false positive percentage. I think most of it. But these people, I'm just using a couple people for a quick example, buy whatever they're sold. I don't think it's the majority, but I think they have enough to point that and pretend it's the majority. My point is that these people are literally people that have been injected. And yet when they're told it's blamed on whatever else, you mean the COVID they say they caught after getting the thing they were supposed to stop that from happening, that that's why they keep getting sick? Weird. Blindly trust it, right? It's weird how your long COVID looks exactly like these vaccine side effects were being reported from all the over. Weird though, right? His point is people with long COVID know what I mean. When I say I had a good day, it does not mean what it used to. There is a very different set of standards than a bar that is unimaginably low. But yeah, it can still be good from our perspective. The point is he's saying he's never been the same since COVID because long COVID, you know, that thing, the peer reviewed science has found more than once is mostly psychosomatic, but you know, facts and facts, who cares about the facts? My point is, oh, wait. Oh, you tell me I didn't lose that. Was it down here? Shoot. That's crazy. Well, let me just do it real quick. Dang it. I uh, searched his, pla- his, his uh, channel here. Let's see. Go to advanced search real quick. Okay. See what pops up here. So, oh, that's where I got that. That's right. So, dang it. So I don't want to scroll and find this again. But basically, it's pretty clear based on this. You can go through and find it. He discusses his vaccination. The point is, any it basically he says right here that this is why we cannot live with it. It does it it does this even to the vaccinated. This is what we'll show you next. So this person is vaccinated. You want you don't even believe the story she's spinning. But it's saying true story, long COVID doesn't give you doesn't give a, you know, a rat's A about how many times you've been vaccinated. Right. Okay. So just be clear, this guy, it, why can't you stand back and go, couldn't that be the injection causing that? The the uh, the obscene resistance to even considering that thing that they admit can do that, 
right? They're the ones saying it's rare, 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 but it's possible. So when you bring it to them and say, look, couldn't it be that? No, you conspiracy theorist. That's that's ignorant. Even if you even if they believe that you have your own agenda, you know it's possible. They say it's possible. This is my point about they go super rare myocarditis. And then when you ask, could it be myocarditis? They go, you're crazy, even from the corporate media. But you just said that it's possible. The point is this guy's injected. And it's interesting to me that it's just a foregone conclusion that it's long COVID. So you take the injection that's supposed to stop that from happening as Biden swore up and down it would. Then you get COVID anyway. Then you blame it on the COVID thing that never goes away while you're dealing with side effects that look weirdly like what other people are having regarding the injection, the injection side effects. Here's somebody saying, I think I'm, oh, here, hold on. Let me do this. I want to go back to the beginning of it. Oh, I guess that was the beginning. Okay. Okay. So I just, here, we'll start with this one. To everyone asking, yes, I am vaccinated and boosted against COVID with zero pre-existing conditions, but yet nonetheless, mild to moderate COVID infection, December, 2021. So not even that bad, but you know, moderate. 12 weeks later, 12 weeks later, cardiac, neurological, digestive, hearing, metabolic system significantly impacted. Yeah, that sounds like COVID-19. That sounds like a respiratory virus, doesn't it? Or it sounds much more like something that causes prions disease and ALS and neurological problems and cardiac problems and digestive. All of this has been proven to be possible by the injection side effects. But it can't be, though, because then I'd be a conspiracy theorist, right? My God, that's incredible. Willful ignorance. This person is supposedly a doctor. I think I'm finally out of the woods with post-COVID psychosis. Mine lasted for about two months. We're talking neurological stuff here, guys. And they're just grasping going, well, some people think COVID does this too. Well, you know what definitely does that we've proven? The injections you took multiple times. Researchers think, what she says is, scariest S in my life. Researchers think COVID causes direct brain to the d- damage to the brain. Why do they think that? Which means they don't know. Well, because they're seeing it all over the place. And they say, did you get COVID? And they go, yeah, well, well there you go. It must be the COVID. Let's not talk about the four shots you also have in your body that are experimental and unapproved. Nobody cares about those things, though. It must be the thing that we can't even prove is there. Wow. Triggers an immune response that negatively affects the brain. Oh, so you mean the immune response that you're supposed to be caught? It's almost like she's willing to go, yeah, it's causing anybody to pay enhancement, but it's the COVID, though. It's COVID. COVID does that. <laughs> it was bad. Okay, I, I, I don't have to read through. It's incredible. My point is, guys, these people were are told that's what it is and they buy it. So when it comes around that they go muggy box and this, and you're getting sick from that and take this, and they're going to go right along with it in lockstep. So it's important that we make sure that we are steeled against this, that we're being vigilant against how this is being built and this, and the illusion that's already being put into place, whether or not you, it's maybe monkeypox, maybe it's smallpox, maybe it's something else, but the it's with this narrative, it's already being set for the next thing. And now, as you probably heard, based on what we don't know, can't prove, and is apparently just a really crazy different version of something that we're not even very informed about, that's what we just went over. But the point is that we know it's monkeypox, even though it spreads differently and you can get it by shaking hands and they're going to hold an emergency meeting today. Now, if you know there's an outcome to this, this, I went live, I hadn't seen any update, but apparently they're talking right now about what this is going to mean. Now, 
What do you want to bet that this is going to perfectly tie into where this all goes with your WHO international health regulations, your, your treaty that gets voted on way down the line? Yeah, I think it's a foregone conclusion that this is going to make that a hell of a lot easier to force in in two days because that's when that's happening. Perfect. Sort of like when they have midterms coming up and all these things start happening right before. It's like, what a coincidence. It's just about manufacturing consent, guys. And that could just be opportunist taking things that are happening and making them highlight for you or they could be making them. If you're afraid to think about both things, you're being manipulated by somebody. I'm not saying it's happening, but it's possible. And everyone should know that. But they're holding emergency meetings today. More than 100 cases of the viral infection, which spread through close contact and is usually mild, have recently been reported outside the countries of Africa where it's endemic. So it's usually mild, but let's scream and freak out about it. You see what I mean? Like everything about this and what we think we know so far does not suggest that they should be even talking about this right now. Make sure people are aware of it. Offer things they might need. Take, wash your hands and be safe. That's life. But no, not today in the biosecurity state, not when they just scare you for what's coming next. Oh, by the way, they're meeting today, right? For emergency meetings and what's coming next, May 20th. Don't forget, remember that this pan, this it's right. I should, I'll get there. I'll just show you really quickly in this document. It says May 15th was the starting point of when this hypothetical monkeypox outbreak was supposed to start. Isn't that interesting? My point is here, as Jason points out, Ryan, did you know the CDC now in all their goodness can predict the future? I knew all the federal funding and big pharma payouts would not be wasted, instead invested in psychics and not psychos. Anyway, the point is, here's the CDC. Thank you, Jason. As of May 16th, look at that. One day after This was hypothetically supposed to start when they were mapping out this whole thing back in 2021. Interesting what it says. As of May 16, 2022, national forecasts predict 1,300 to 11,000 new COVID hospitalizations will likely be reported on June 10th. Oh, weird. So not June 13th, not June 10th, just June 10th, not 11th, but 10th. On June 10th, we're predicting this many hospitalizations for COVID? What in the world? So what do you know? What do you see coming? Every single thing in front of us suggests that that's not what will happen, that this is decreasing because of all the things even they're admitting. But somehow magically, we know on exactly June 10th, we're going to hypothetically see this just an increase in hospitalizations. What do they see coming? What's happened already? What are they doing? There's hypothetical questions. I don't know the answers. But. If we see this and they've hypothetically planned this and now they're going, well, as of May 16th, you know, the beginning of it all, we're going to tell you this is going to be happening on, by June 10th. You could take it that way. At the end of the day, though, it's a little bit strange. They seem to know they can just predict that something will happen that will increase that. I don't know why anybody would think that makes sense. Now, finally, a very quick thread on this I'll just include for you to take a look at where he's going over the breakdown of the difference, the back and forth. As he says, a thread taking a closer look at the alleged monkeypox virus. Now, down here, he's got a longer thread, which you should look at. Chickenpox, shingles, smallpox are all said to be different diseases caused by different viruses. But are they? In the below thread, we'll take a closer look at all three. It's a long one, but it's important. And he briefly goes over this. I'll include it for you to look at again. But his point is, here we find out that once again, 
Oh, wait, hold on. This one says, in the previous thread, we found out the alleged differences between chickenpox and smallpox are somewhat questionable. Interesting. Sort of like the questionable relationship between HIV and AIDS or COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2. It says, for a while, chickenpox and smallpox were thought to be the same disease. So now, what about monkeypox? He says, here we find that, once again, the alleged differences between the two diseases are virtually non-existent. Now, the links are all in for you to check out for yourself. He says, uh, lympho, lymphodenopathy is said to be the defining characteristic. However, this symptom is also said to be caused by a number of factors, including chickenpox. So if it's a defining characteristic of monkeypox and chickenpox causes it, what the hell are we talking about? Seems to start, it seems to begin to create the outlines of making other things up. Conflating different things that are really the same issue. I'm just, these are possibilities. Of course, you're not allowed to think outside the box and question narratives in the world of conspiracy. They can't do that. You're dangerous if you ask the things we don't allow you to talk about. Now we understand, I'm not saying, saying it's happening. That's what they love to paint us as. This is happening, it's fake, and this is fake, and they're lying here, and we don't do that. That's why they hate us, and that's why, as some people would call us, the most censored channel on the on the world. Because we ask questions, which they don't like. Think about how very clear that is. Why, why aren't I allowed to ask whether the government would make this up? Isn't, isn't that possible? Yes, it is possible. And although the CDC claimed that lymphadenopathy never manifests in cases of smallpox, some sources suggest that it does. Sources such as the Virginia Department of Health. But it says, and then we're also told that historically little attention has been paid to lymph nodes when examining smallpox cases. So how then are they able to confidently assert that lymph lymphadenopathy was not commonly found in smallpox cases? Right. That's called a contradiction. No one that people hide from. It perhaps worth mentioning at this stage that lympho, lymphadenopathy is also said to be a common side effect of the smallpox vaccine. <laughs> Great. So you literally have a side effect of the vaccine for smallpox that they claim is the indicative case for having monkeypox. Probably the asymptomatic version of it, though, right? So here we have, yet again, the perfect round-and-round round hamster wheel. You have a PCR test that says you're sick. Take the vaccine to fight this thing off that then causes the thing that they say is monkeypox. But then they go, oh, but you just have a breakthrough case. Now we need more of them. Meanwhile, you have people that hide from all of these injections because they're smart that seem to get none of it. Me again predicting the future. Hypothetical, of course. And the CDC, of course, seemed to be fully aware of this. That's what he said at the end of his tweet for the podcast. And then in the case of monkeypox, we're also told that this distinctive feature doesn't manifest in 10% of cases. Yep. It's a perfect setup. Now, it could just be hypothetical, right? But at the end of the day, it is a real obvious, it has all the possible bells and whistles needed to create the same illusion. That's all I'm saying. 10% of cases, then they say, don't have the thing you need to identify it. So then that's called probably asymptomatic, which will then be identified as literally anybody they want to say is sick because of PCR test. So then suddenly that 10% becomes 90, but it doesn't matter, right? Given that it is also said to be a rare disease, one wonders whether we'll see this percentage change as the numbers go up. Exactly my point. The monkeypox virus was first identified in 1958 in Copenhagen during an outbreak of ves uh, vascular disease among captive primates. It's interesting to note that the monkeys in which this happened were being used for polio vaccine research. My God, you have got to be kidding me. So you could literally make the pot, you could, let, let's put it this way. You could possibly, you could argue that what happened here was just like we talked about from the book, Dis uh, Emerging Diseases. 
about where these other things came from. The actual impact, the actual origin of some of these things can be traced back to the, the original vaccine administrations. The point here is it's at least possible that the polio research created something that then happened to them, which then became something new, or it's not something new. It's just something different that they caused inside these monkeys that they're just calling something else. The bottom line is, guys, we are so broken in this regard, and there's so much manipulation and deceit and gain of function research that stems all the way back to World War II type horrific stuff. Dr. Ishii in Japan and the bio manipulation and of course the experimentation from the Nazi side of it. All of this stuff was the foundation for what we're talking about today. But now it's for freedom though. You know, something interesting is they said the same thing. As usual, no explanation is provided for why this disease would magically appear one day, especially when we're also told that monkeypox has probably occurred for millennia in Central Africa. Exactly my point from before. So what changed today? Here's a possible scenario if you want to believe something changed. How about the fact that suddenly you've dramatically, just catastrophically destroyed half the population's immune system? Well, that's a perfect scenario for anything to magically start spreading and changing. But of course, it's only going to be the unvaccinated that caused the problem without any evidence to prove that. The other big difference we haven't talked about yet is perhaps the important, most important one. Monkeypox is a virus that has an animal reservoir, meaning it cannot be eradicated. As we all know, smallpox is the poster child for the alleged success of vaccination. So they have a problem. If they come out and say the monkeypox is the same disease as smallpox, then it means that the virus eradication success story falls apart. So they rebrand it. Think about how interesting that is. That's one of the possibilities, but it sure as hell makes sense, doesn't it? The other part, going back to this point, is guess what that animal reservoir part brings up perfectly? The absolutely obvious and expected necessity for self-spreading vaccines. Because they're all, they all stem back for the animal focus in the beginning, which they're not talking about for humans, even Johns Hopkins, but this is creating justification for using them, which will open that door. Now, final last two ones, he says here, the diseases are all the same. And if you're wondering what they're caused by, see the thread on toxaema. Now you can read it for yourself. The point, though, is he says, then if you're wondering what the toxins in question may be, starting here, and you have a couple different threads for the, the, the deeper dive if you'd like to get into this. My point here, bottom line, though, is to get people started on understanding, that, at least questioning, or at least considering the possibility that this is just another manipulation that goes long back before COVID. And for maybe the reason he said right there, that you can't argue that it's still happening if you pretend that it's been eradicated, right? So just call it something else. Now, Igor uh, Chudov is is one of the places I saw this. Actually, the the first place I saw this, thank you to Guitar Players 5150, November 2021, simulation for a monkeypox outbreak predicted May 15th, 2022. I believe Derek is working on an article for this right now. But he says, here is something interesting that is discussed that you can see in the document. I'll show you the live document I already did. But it says they they simulated this pandemic to start on May 15th, 2022. I mean, think about how ridiculous that is. Well, just another coincidence and a gigantic line of never-ending coincidences, which aren't coincidences. But it also includes people like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. What do you know? Where is that right? Yeah, right there. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Of course they do. We'll see the people that call you conspiracy theorists will say it's because they're fighting diseases and that's what they do certainly possible. That's interesting to consider how weirdly tied in they have been with every single action that's been taken since this all started. And of course, they exercise simulated a vaccine-resistant smallpox outbreak. Isn't that interesting? Because of biowarfare attack. You can see the 
lot of the some some of the usual suspects involved. Avril Haines being one that I think is more important than I mean th- these are people that are tied directly back to Event Two Hundred One, tied back to the usual suspects before. Whitney and I have talked about all this. Here's the documentation for you to check out for yourself. Here, by the way, is the page. I'm not seeing a lot of people share this. I recommend you dive into this. This is actually on their own website, the NTI, which uh, which the uh, you only just grab the exact breakdown of what they claim they are. The Nuclear Threat Initiative is a nonprofit, nonpartisan global security organization focused on reducing nuclear and biological threats imperiling humanity. Well, it's not really nonprofit or nonpartisan, to be quite honest, but that's what they, you know, non-governmental organization. These things don't mean anything anymore. They've just found ways around all of this, public-private partnerships and all of it. But this group shouldn't be trusted, in my opinion, but I'll leave that to you to think for yourself. But here is their website. November 23rd, 2021. Strengthening global systems to prevent and respond to just high consequent biological threats. So you would imagine this would be focused on all sorts of different things, right? Well, no, you just got one. In March 2021, the NTI partnered with the Munich Security Conference to conduct a tabletop exercise on reducing high consequence biological threats. Now, what I think is interesting, and I do think secret's the right word for this, it just simply means not meant to be seen by everybody and intentionally and, you know, take action intentionally taken to make sure that people don't see it. Now, you will find this online. You can search for the title and it pops up. But but my point is that's not the way secret is considered today is different. Right. Like we always talk about. You could be censored, but still be broadcasting. Right. You can be screaming in a corner over there where no one knows how to find you unless they can literally type in the exact URL to where you are. You search the title doesn't pop up. You search the topics doesn't pop up. So what's, it's the same the same kind of idea. Right. This is there. But nobody knows about it because none of the media talks about it. The governments don't tell you they're doing it. And suddenly it becomes incredibly relevant right now when they need it. I don't know what better word there is for that. Global pandemic involving an unusual strain of monkeypox. Well, look at that. Isn't that what they're telling you you have now? More transmissible. We don't understand. It's different. An unusual strain. Well, where did that come from? Weird. It came a day after you said it would. Right? I mean, or, or two days, whenever, the 18th, the 17th, when they said they first thought, isn't that interesting? I, I find that mathematically impossible, if you ask me. But it says, not even better, guys. Not only is it an unusual strain of monkeypox that just so happens to align with exactly when they're saying you're seeing something different now, that it first emerged in a fictional nation called Brinia. Now, what does that sound most like in the world today? Well, Britain, of course. And spread globally over 18 months. Well, where's the first place we saw this? In Britain, of course. Well, isn't that strange? We'll see in the UK. We're talking about the UK. We're talking about an unusual strain. It's almost like they exactly predicted what's happening right now. Or they're following the the script. Here's the actual... uh, Oh, I I don't think I had anything else. Yeah, I I have just some screenshots over here. Here's the actual page. November 2021. Strengthening... Oops. Strengthening global systems, as you can see right there, a tabletop exercise conducted in partnership with Germany. Here's what it says. And just so you can see the same thing, so you know this is the report, an unusual strain of monkeypox virus, the fictional nation of Brinia, caused by a terrorist attack using a pathogen engineered in a laboratory with, of course, inadequate biosafety and biosecurity provisions and weak oversight. Right. So they're saying it's in the hypothetical discussion, Remember to event 201 and how it like was a exact narrative for what happened. They're talking about a terrorist attack using a pathogen engineered in a laboratory. Well, where's the focal point of that conversation right now? I think, you know, Ukraine, 
Biolabs, all of that. We'll get to that last. Just so you can see right here, they literally outlined May 15th, 2022 in September, 2021 as the day that this would start. I find that ridiculous. Now, you can go through this and document for yourself. There's plenty more insight in here, but because it's hypothetical at this point, like the, the narrative, because we have to wait to see how this goes forward to see if it aligns with the rest of what they're saying. But nonetheless, it's very important. And I'm sure it will become even more important if this becomes what we worried it might be right now. Final point. Yes, it comes from Russia. Therefore, you should dismiss it without thinking about it, right? And what does it mean to come from Russia? It's not even the point. It comes from Russian media, which is the same thing it came from saying it come from Fox or CNN which is just as manipulated by the government, but yet we have half the country listens to one and half listens to the other. It's not even really it's half of their partisan discussions. I think it's a huge proportion of America that doesn't listen to any of them. But my point is you should consider this. Yes, Russian government and media has their own agendas that they, they would lie for. But think about this. We know these biolabs are there, right? We know that for sure. Uh, where was the one that... Uh, what was that? Hold on, I mean... That's interesting. Hold on. I want to, show, want to play that uh, clip really quickly. Just, I believe I still have it on the back end here. Yeah, there we go. Has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I mean, how embarrassing, right? The research materials, like, okay, so what do you, if they're just research materials, what are you concerned about? Right. It's it's embarrassingly childish for them to try to pretend like they're not just dangerous materials that are dangerous in anybody's hands. Right. Neo-Nazis, I'm concerned about. I'm also concerned about any government having that stuff and potentially using it against their enemies. The bottom line is she's admitting there's a, these are biolabs, as we all know by now. This has been hashed out for months now. But the point is they're biolabs, period. They're working on biological materials. Now, you could pretend that's research. Or you could pretend it's weapons. By the way, that's the same thing. That's the truth. They're the same thing. Just like their defense can be offense. It's the same thing. It's childish to pretend that in their hands it's defense and in their hands it's offense. It's the same damn thing. So Russia steps up today and says key Russian lawmaker, or the media, excuse me, the media steps up in Russia. Key Russian lawmaker reveals illicit Ebola smallpox research at a U.S.-run Ukraine lab. Now, they could be lying about that, sure. But I think we know as a matter of fact that that's something that the U.S. government does in a lot of these BSL-4 labs. They do it in Fort Detrick. They do it all over the place. So why in the world they wouldn't be doing this there is beyond me. And especially why they would go out, why they wouldn't use that with what's going on today and how they plan to use this vanilla ISIS crossover and everything else, in my opinion, seems to fall perfectly in place. But that could be confirmation bias. Today, we presented an analysis of which pathogens the U.S. was particularly interested in in, in Ukraine. Aside from the pathogens that are territorially bound to Ukraine, the laboratories researched viruses and pathogens that are endemically very far from Ukraine, such as Ebola and smallpox. So they're telling you that the U.S. government is working on smallpox in biolabs in Ukraine. Now, you should question that. But my God, if that doesn't line up with everything we know they're doing, with everything else we just read, and why this seems to be the building of it again. Now, by the way, guys, if you believe that and what happened with COVID, 
I don't know why we would think Russia is not a part of that. They're very clearly part of the COVID-19 manipulation and the Great Reset step. There's something, or maybe it's just narrative, but it seems to be that there's something at odds between them in regard to, in regard to Ukraine. I believe that's the case because I believe that they're trying to use the under narratives to blame Russia for different things. But from the top down, the larger agenda, the technocratic future, I think they're all in lockstep. I still do, despite what we're hearing. That's my opinion. So when we see this, we should question it. But the bottom line is, though, this seems to be like a potential blame, sort of like how China and the U.S. point to each other about what happened in Wuhan, when they never really get down to the nitty gritty of it all, except we do. We talked about it all. But the point is, from the surface level, they just kind of run forward with the narrative. Well, we're still in COVID. We're still censor. We're still giving people vaccines. We're still quarantining. So this just may be the beginning of that. But as always, I think it's pretty clear that these groups don't have your interest in heart. And again, to make the same point at the end, that is exactly what they're trying to use to create whatever they want to build here. So again, for the podcast at the end from Kit Knightley, yet again, the WHO, WHO, is changing their international health regulations, and that's not good. Now, this is important to understand, just on the way out, that we, and we already talked about this, but for those that may just be hearing this, is the treaty is a while out. While I personally find it to be much more alarming because, it, as they're saying, a treaty with teeth, the ability to actually legally force countries and the people within them to take action, other, they're, otherwise they're going to do things to them, arrest them, financial sanctions, that's alarming as hell. That's the end of sovereignty. But as Kit points out, you can read it for yourself, it may be sort of a bait and, sw- bait and switch where they get us focusing down the line and they rush in these regulations where they're amending things now. She may be right. I think my my concern here, guys, is that this is about changing the regulations for what they will use the treaty for. But what they're pointing out in this article is it could very well be they just amend something quietly that gives them that right now. And I agree. But again, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see how this happens. But the point is, does this have anything to do with your freedom, your rights, your sovereignty? This is the end of that. This is giving power to people that you don't have control over. And of course, that's the pretend illusion that you have control over these people now in your country. But that's the end of that illusion. I think we need to stand up. I think it's quite obvious where this is going. Whether or not monkeypox is the impetus for this, whether or not that's how it's used. I think we need to realize that this can be used whenever they choose. So it's on us. It behooves us right now to step up and take action before we get there. And no, I'm not talking about violence. It's important to keep informing everybody. Thank you all for being here, guys. Keep fighting. Keep this going. I'm not going anywhere. Just be aware that there may be a little bit of gap here and there with what's coming. And it's going to be tough. But I'm not giving up. So keep it going for me, guys. And keep sending me information. You will continue to get information. And again, I'm not trying to make it sound like tomorrow I'm going to be gone, but I I just don't know what my next week, my next day is going to look like with what's happening. But I will continue to be here when I can, which is probably for the recent foreseeable future going to be the same. But we have great information coming from Derek, from Robert, from Taylor, from Whitney, all stuff coming to you in the near future. More interviews, more research, more information. So stay tuned. Because we are changing the world. You are changing the world. And you know what? They know that. But I think that's exactly why they're doing what they're doing. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Ah.
I see all the people led into deception by the very men found to care, blinded by the promises, unknowingly sold despair. So leave your herd of sheep and follow this shepherd to revolutionary ends. That you knew has changed around you It's all become a money game It's all become a money game It's all become a money game Are you ready for Are you ready for Are you ready for Revolution Now it's happening all around you. If you cannot see, pull aside the curtain and see the war machine. It's time for you to rise up, rise up and prepare. So arm your fellow man, as it's become destructive to its own ends. World that you knew has changed around you. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. Are you ready for? Are you ready for? Are you ready for? Now it's happening all around you. If you cannot see, pull aside the curtain and see the war machine. It's time for you to rise up, rise up and prepare. So arm your fellow man, as it's become destructive to its own ends. World that you knew has changed around you. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. Are you ready for? Are you ready for? Are you ready for? Now it's happening all around you. If you cannot see, then pull aside the curtain and see the war machine. It's time.
time for you to rise up, rise up and prepare. So arm your fellow man. They become destructive to their own ends. The world that you knew has changed around you. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. It's all become a money game. Are they ready for? Are they ready for? Are they ready for? We the people.